When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Welcome to Off The Bench. Yes, welcome to Off The Bench on this Saturday morning. Great to have your company and a lot's going to happen this weekend around country football leagues. Good luck to everybody out there who may be starting or those are in round two. Go hard, kick plenty of goals and have lots of fun. Paul Hosby and Carl Langdon with you today. A lot of sports, some big stories across the week. The first one is the cricket rights, Carl. Channel 7 and Foxtel pairing up six-year deal worth over $1 billion. And there was a lot of scrutiny around this deal with what went on with Sandpaper Gate. But $1 billion, six years. But Channel 9, we've had for so long. What are your thoughts? Well, mate, I, I don't think there was any uh, worry with Sandpaper Gate because I reckon this deal was already done in the back room, mm. and I think this is where Channel 9 and 10 knew that they had their backs against the wall, particularly when they took the opportunity to take the tennis, which Seven had had for a long, long time, and at a much cheaper price, uh, so a lot less than the $1 billion they've had to pay for the cricket rights. But, mate, it's a changing landscape, isn't it? I mean, it's been with Nine for 40 years, and are we going to see Bill Laurie and Ian Chappell, and are we going to see a, a lot of the other Australian captains now transition across from Channel 9 to Channel 7 and Foxtel? Obviously, Obviously, Foxtel have already got their broadcast team, Brendan Julian and Alan Border, just to mention a couple of the names that already work in that particular stable. But it's a big deal, Hayes. And the, I think the most important part here is is that Foxtel are paying more money, so $630 million and Channel 7, $450 million over that six-year period. And we are going to see, because of the anti-siphoning laws that require major international matches to be shown on free-to-air television, that will still take place on Channel 7. The only thing is that is expected that the Big Bash will be exclusively shown on Foxtel. Now, um, uh, hopefully, we'll be hearing it on radio. Uh, so otherwise, for all those people out there, they're going to have to go down to their local hotel or go along to the games here locally to actually see the Perth Scorchers play because, mate, they have rated really well on free-to-air television and it looks like that that will be shown only on Foxtel at this stage. That's been a big part of it, hasn't it? The work that Channel 10 did to come in and do the commentary for the Big Bash. It was on every night. I just wonder going forward that now that every game won't be on free-to-air, whether it will continue to thrive and grow. I think it will. What about international cricket in terms of the one-day internationals, the discussion around them being played on Foxtel, so pay-per-view. Now, this is a format of the game which I've got concerns around, the one-day internationals. I think the interest is waning in that format of the game. Can we sustain three, particularly if one is on pay-per-view? Yeah, I, look, I think we can. If, it, if, it's, if it's Big Bash cricket that's on pay-per-view, then I think that that is pretty much uh, self-sustainable with what we've seen. And internationally, the one-day cricket will be shown on free-to-air TV, so they'll 
still get the exposure through the international matches. I mean, domestically, we don't go anyway, let's face it. I mean, we've got that uh, roundabout competition that we have. I can't remember what it's called. It's that uh, unimportant. You can see it streamed on Cricket Australia. That's essentially where you go to watch that sort of stuff. But my question to you, Hayes, mm-hmm. if you're an administrator now, Channel 7 or Foxtel, would you go for Laurie Chapel, Taylor, Healy, Warren, Michael Clark, Mark Nicholas, for example? Uh, Damien Martin joked, uh, I'm sure the phone will be ringing from Foxtel and 7. Do you, do you expect that any of that group would be headhunted by the new broadcasters? Some will be. I think two or three. But I didn't like Channel 9's coverage by the end of it. I think it was all about themselves. It turned into a bit of a boys club. There wasn't any representation from a female point of view. So I'd like to see some change in there. And watching the Big Bash and seeing the difference between the Channel 10 commentators in Gilchrist and Mark War, Damien Fleming, I really enjoyed that. So hopefully Channel 7 integrate some of those personalities. I just don't want to go back to the same Channel 9 ones. And I don't think you have to be an Australian cricket captain to be on the broadcast. I think they need to go back to maybe getting some traditional callers and media personalities rather than just ex-players. A few characters, mate, that liven it up a bit and brighten mm. it up, you reckon. Yeah, I, look, Channel 10's presentation was a lot more casual uh, than the Channel 9 presentation around international cricket, but maybe that was an expectation from Cricket Australia. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but, uh, mate, it's a big deal and uh, it's one that we will now see how Seven execute and Foxtel executed in the not-too-distant future. Stay with us. Plenty more coming up on Off the Bench. We'll be back with a sports wrap. You're listening to Off the Bench. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench. Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon in the hot chair this morning. And it's now time for the sports wrap for Tourism WA. Book your Optus Stadium AFL package now. Now, Carl, the Victorian government, they are very forthcoming in giving out money to the AFL. I love what they do around their state for sport. Yesterday, the big announcement that they've given $500 million to the AFL to upgrade some of their facilities. It means that the AFL Grand Final will stay at the MCG now until 2057. That's 40 years. Do you think that's fair going forward for a national competition as we have now? Well, look, for me personally, I think that uh, they have, what, the biggest stadium in Australia, as we speak. It's going to be increased, I reckon, to around 120 thousand. You reckon you'll get 120? That's what I've heard mm. uh, as part of that negotiation. Like Eddie Had Stadium's going to be revamped and made uh, now that the AFL own that particular stadium. Um, so look our, let's face it, our state government's just dipped in a billion dollars here. But we it took a long a time though didn't it? Well it has. That. Look at the difference in their government in how quickly it, they get things yeah, done. Yeah but they're also a city of over 5 million people I mean we've got 2 million and a lot of our others are then spread throughout a huge state which basically covers 4 or 5 states and a territory over on the east coast so that's, that's the tyranny of distance effect us and uh, look I've, I've heard the debates around if you earn the right to have a grand final at your home state then maybe it should be played in your home state but logistically it's not possible, it's not possible. so they could put a plan in place where they share it around over years but uh, obviously not now it would be lost revenue and if you shared it around like that there's no guarantee that the home state's going to be there which would be disappointing let's say we had it here yep. and we had two Melbourne teams it just defeats the purpose well, of that but does it defeat the purpose when it's in Victoria and it's two interstate teams I mean that's happened many times in the last few years and last couple of decades there's been uh, interstate clubs playing in grand finals um, you know Sydney and, and West Coast were two epic ones for mm. example that I know there was the South Melbourne s- uh, connection with the Sydney Swans but overall mate I, don't, I reckon that's not a, that's that's an excuse I think in the end the Victorian government do it better than most governments and they are not known as the sporting capital of Australia for nothing so good on them well done ah, good for you for saying that I was going to bring that up now what about the NRL Suncorp Stadium round next year in Queensland they're going to have the whole round play 
played at one venue. Are you in favour of this? Maybe looking from oh. an AFL point of view in time, maybe pre-season, getting everybody for a week, having a massive big carnival, get those games out of the way and bring everybody into a different state maybe every year. Mm, yeah, look, look, not really. I, I just think that they are gravitating to that particular zone to try and promote it and push it and get the game to grow. Essentially, it's been a problem area for them, so they're trying to boost uh, their chances of, of becoming more viable in that region. I think that's one of the reasons why they push everyone there. They get the tourism up. They try and inject some money into the local economy so that uh, they get some more excitement around that region because, let's face it, that's an area that's been a trouble spot for mm. a long time and not only in this code and all codes of sports so I think that there's uh, probably a, a method behind the madness there but as in bringing all the teams here to WA I mean you only have to look at say Fremantle and the Gold Coast the other day you know 30 odd thousand went but why wasn't there 50 or 60 mm. you know there should have been I felt a lot more interest from those that can't go to the footy for 30 bucks that stadium should have been full to watch a game of AFL going, going along to West Coast Gold Coast at home this weekend cheapest tickets 55 bucks if you want to go and stand in the landing right Without a drink, 195. Uh, if you want to go and go into one of the other corporate areas, which are on the wing, 235. That's without a drink. So why are they so highly priced at the moment? Because that's that's what they cost. That that's what they cost at uh, at at the West Coast and Fremantle football clubs. That's why they won't sell out, mate. Mm. There will not be a sellout crowd. I reckon even for the derbies, mate, those grounds will not sell out because uh, it's just it's just too expensive. And a lot of people that might like to go that are not corporate. And can't afford you know, the, the couple hundred bucks just to go and sit there and watch a game of footy. They won't go. You watch it on TV, get it broadcast in live. All right there, Carl Langdon, he's fired up. We've got more to come and we haven't even got to the world-famous dig yet. That's coming up next. But book your Optus Stadium AFL package at Taza. That's tasa.com.au forward slash AFL in Perth. You're listening to Off The Bench. Welcome back to Off the Bench. It's now time for the world famous dig. Dial before you dig the essential first step. We're going to start with Colleen. He's been fired up this morning and he's got something big here. Well, I just want to know, Hayes, what actually motivates another man to bite another man on the neck on a football field and think that he can get away with it? I mean, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking? You're thinking, here's an opportunity for me to, what, lay a love bite on the side of a bloke's neck? I mean, what are you thinking? Have you got vampire tendencies? Is this something that's done with an Irish dance, maybe back in Ireland? But I'm talking about Conor McKenna. Now, he's been pinged three weeks for it, mm. but he should have got eight. You think eight? He should have got eight Why weeks, mate. Why do you think eight on this one? Because, because I just don't like it. Yeah, but is it any different to punching? There's more damage yeah, done Yeah, there's a lot punching. more. Because, Why? well, punching sort of got more man about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but there's it's more like damage boxing. You can't can bite in a boxing ring, but you can punch. Like Mike Tyson, low dog act it was when he bit the other bloke's mm. ear. That's the sort of stuff that... You know, I've I've always been taught is uh, something for the other gender. Now I'm not going to have a go at the girls now because we've got gender equality. It's changed all that sort of stuff now, Hayes. But I tell you what, scratching, biting, those sorts of low acts like that, I just don't like it, Hayes. I just don't like it. I'd rather a bloke. I would have rathered Conor McKenna. This is how I would have rathered it, right? I would have rathered Conor McKenna if he's going to get three weeks, right? Just come up and smash him straight in the head. That's what I'd rather, rather than doing that little dog act on the ground trying to bite a bloke when he's down, he's vulnerable, and that sort of spot. That is just fair dinkum weak, Hayes. Oh, that's a big dig. Um, oh, look, 
He was in that state. I don't think he meant to do it. I don't think he went into that contest to say, I'm going to bite. It was one of those things that when you get into a fight and a wrestle, you lose control. And you've been in a lot of trouble. Yeah, but I never bit people. You didn't bit, but you punched. You did other stuff. Yeah, punched. Sometimes you make poor decisions in that. But I look at the punch, and more damage can be done from that. We've seen players killed or people killed from a one punch attack. Has biting ever done anything significant in terms of injury on a well, footy depends field? Where you bite, look. depends where you bite them. Mm, and we've grown up to not do it. I understand what you're saying there, but I just think people are a little bit quick to try and get him for five or six weeks. I think we should be consistent with all of these parts of the game. If there's punching in our game, get rid of it and have the same discussion around that. But I like that as a dig. My dig is around the Commonwealth Games. It's been brilliant. We've seen so many Aussies win gold medals, but it was the English runner in the 200 metre final now he's out in front then he was starting to struggle late and his name was Zarnell Hughes I don't know if you saw it Carl but he put his elbow back to try and prevent the the competitor who was coming second who was flying home to win that gold medal he got disqualified in the end the right decision was made but you can't do that in athletics mate it was an absolute disgrace Jareem Richards he was mate he was cutting him down and he knew it mate he was struggling and he's actually flung his arm out out of a which wasn't his natural running action he deliberately did that and people are saying oh well it was a uh, he was brutally stripped well he wasn't brutally stripped he was a coward he was a little bit like the bloke biting that i just spoke about Mm. before this bloke has deliberately tried to impede his fellow competitor and he did it outside the rules and i'm glad he got pinged for it my other dig of the commonwealth games was the team from cameroon the eight members of the team who have gone they've disappeared let's go go hunting i understand you might want to come to australia and live here but at least do your event first get the glory first try and win the gold medal then do a runner and celebrate and never to be seen. But it's disappointing that this continues to happen. It's not the first time it's happened around Commonwealth Games and Olympics where some country members choose to go to those Olympics just to escape from their own country. So where are they hiding? I can't believe they haven't been found already yet. Mm. They must have already uh, been able to entrench themselves somewhere. I wonder if they're all sticking together as a team or mm. they've all broken up and gone their separate ways. You, you have to do you some reckon? pre-planning around it, surely. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Maybe potential family members. I'm sure they'll get found and sent back to their own country in Cameroon, but we don't want to see that. So that was the dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig in quarry. We'll be back and have a look at the rest of the AFL games. You're listening to Off the Bench. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Good start to the AFL round four last night. Let's now preview some of the upcoming games. Big game today, Carl. GWS Giants taking on the Fremantle Dockers. Do you give the Dockers any chance in this one? Well, I gave the Dockers no chance last year, and I chipped GWS to win the grand final and it was a very close game. Nine points was the margin at this very ground uh, over there in Canberra. So Monica, as it's known. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing how Fremantle go because mm. I reckon they've improved on last year from what I've seen. They've added some young talent. Uh, they look to be uh, a lot more efficient in, in areas of the game around midfield and certainly transition from their back half of the field forward. I think their forward line's still a work in progress but they've been able to get their uh, number of goals last week against Gold Coast and the Giants, um, look they've come off a loss against Sydney, a game in which I thought they should have won. They were in that game for large parts, but in the end they fell short. So um, be really intrigued as to how well Fremantle go away from home in a foreign environment. And if they can reproduce what they did last year, it should be a great game. I tend to agree. I don't think they'll win, but they'll go close. I think it's going to be a little bit windy and wet down there. That's in their favour, given the forward line of the GWS Giants. What about at the MCG today? Richmond taking on the Brisbane line. Surely the Tigers get it done. Well, look, Richmond played their best game last week. Their pressure was 
relentless. So they got back to the style of football that got them to a premiership last year. But Brisbane are much improved. You know, they were terrific. I don't know how we measure Melbourne, but look, they really drove Melbourne hard. In fact, they've been ultra competitive in the first mm. few rounds of this season. So they too look like they're on the right track. Uh, but I expect Richmond to win. But Brisbane, you know, if they rock up and think they're just going to roll over, well, I, I, I think they better think again. Two weeks on the road, though, for Brisbane. I don't think that works in their favour. I think we're going to differ here. The Western Bulldogs taking on the Sydney Swans. No Sam Reed for the big Sydney Swans. Without him, it's all on Buddy Franklin, who has done it. Let's be honest. He's a superstar of the competition. But the Western Bulldogs were improved. I'm going to go with the Western Bulldogs in this one, Carl. Yeah, well, they were much improved last week, but uh, they were horrible the first couple of weeks of the season. So uh, if they can reproduce last week and Sydney reproduced last week, Sydney win. I just think that Sydney are just a tougher, harder team. And uh, Bulldogs have been showing they're a bit weak so far this season in a couple of games of footy. So Sydney, tougher, stronger, faster, for longer. So, so you, Sydney. you had Sydney out of your final eight yeah, at the but, start of the year. Where so are you with Sydney, that? I had Western Bulldogs out of the eight as well. But oh, you still, still think not, Sydney? Oh, mate, you don't have to be that good getting the eight. Mm. So teams teams who finish seventh, eighth, are going to be very similar to a team that finishes third, eighth this year, I reckon. So that's how close the competition is going to be. I've still got Sydney in the bottom half of my eight. I might be proven wrong, and I don't have Western Bulldogs in the eight. So we'll see what happens there. Righto, North Melbourne taking on Carlton. I'm with Carlton in this one. Why? They're 0-3, mate. Mm, you, know those, you know those Owen respond. jokes that Ross Lyon was getting last year? <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, well, well, the Brendan Bolton is those. Mate, they're just, they're just not good. They've dropped a few of the right blokes this week, though. But uh, North Melbourne will pulverise them. You, I reckon North Melbourne could potentially win by eight goals, but I'll say six. All right, big call. West Coast Eagles taking the Gold Coast Suns. I'm with the West Coast Eagles, but well done to Nick Natanui and also Mark Lacroix. Where do you rate Mark Lacroix amongst the Eagles greats? Oh, mate, he's uh, got to be right up there as an efficient forward. He's a beautiful kick. I remember when he was a dead-eyed dick before he broke mm. his arm. Remember when he broke his arm? We were talking about his ball drop. I've yeah. known, you know, we've spoken about this a lot over the years, mate. But, you know, his 12 goals against Essendon that day, uh, that was just magnificent. I think Peter Sumich took him off the ground when he was about to get his record, uh, about to equal him up with 13. <laughs> he kept him on the bench for a bit longer. I, I recall that. But, look, in the end, uh, he has been a star. And Nick Natanui, well, he's made it to 150. Some people thought that he might not. Uh, he's got that bone on bone, but he seems to be dealing with it. They're still managing his minutes, as you saw in the game last week, and uh, I still want to see him take more marks. Last week he took none, so we'll see if he can take one against the Gold Coast and Wits this week. Likewise, Eagles for you? Yes. Eston taking on Port Adelaide. I'm going to be with Port Adelaide in this one. I think they will travel over there. The best team. No Sam Powell Pepper out with that suspension, but the Bombers, they're in a bit of pain at the moment. Yeah, they are. And look, Port Adelaide much improved, Hayes. I had them in my top four. Port Adelaide at the start of the season, I thought with their recruiting with Watts and Rockliffe and those sorts of players in and the improvement of Bonner and others, that they could certainly be right about the place and they will beat Essendon, I think. Hawks and Melbourne. I'm with the Melbourne side here. I know you're with the Hawks, I Yeah, I'm going to go for the Hawks. I just think that uh, they're still playing some really good footy. Got a very talented forward line, a premiership forward line with Rioli back in there and their midfield's still good enough with Mitchell on fire. No rhyme or reason to this one, but I think the Saints are going to cause the upset of the round across against Yeah, well, you've Geelong. gone mad. I've told you this a few times uh, this year already, but uh, you have gone mad. Uh, Geelong go home on their home deck where they've got a 99% record almost. Uh, Geelong will beat St Kilda. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for listening to Off the Bench. Enjoy your weekend. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.